episode of Just Us Dads. Thank you so much for tuning in to another Dadversation. The boys are here, and there's way too much red happening. <laughs> I don't know what's up with this, but yeah. Are you just a quick to apology to our friends in Toronto. Just I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Just, just I'm sorry. Yeah. So. No, the, the, Go on, George. The are you guys are you are you guys seriously staying with the red? Yeah, okay. <clears throat> you want me to get, okay? It's too much red. Yeah, you have another shirt. I don't mind if you want to stay, but there's a lot of red. I don't. It's fine. Red's a nice color. Actually, I don't like red. I just but I like the Canadian's color. I'll I'll take it off. Hold on, I'll take it off. You're right. It's too red. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man! So did you watch the game? Of course I did, man. Oh, you did? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you know, you, you know what the thing is, man. I, I, and I, I don't think I'm the only one. I completely, and it's been for years now, disconnected from hockey. Like I don't care what happens. I don't care who's on the team. I don't. There was a time. Remember, it was. It's not that long ago. We used to go to Chessage and we used to go out to bars, mostly to hang out and to drink. But it was during hockey nights. I think yeah. this was better. This was might be better, right? <laughs> well definitely less red less red yeah more palatable but the random fans can handle it more uh yeah i know what, what, what we're saying the, the last couple of years man i've disconnected completely and i remember back in the day we used to go out we used to have a drink we used to go to bars and stuff i have a feeling that it was mostly just to enjoy each other's companies but it was still fun because there was a hockey game playing and i think we were more into it the last couple of years, man, I have completely disconnected. We spoke about this in other episodes, right? We're 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 just so not aware of anything going on with uh, with respect to sports. For some reason, even last year when they made the playoffs, they lost in the first round. And this year, uh, I I tune in for the playoffs. It's a different. I I feel like it's different hockey. There's a different energy. Uh, of course, it sucks that there's no crowd, so you, you don't, you know, even if you're watching from home, at least, you know, you get to see the people and the cheering, and like, it's a whole other atmosphere. Uh, but this time around, guys, I saw the first game, they, I think they won, and then Toronto took three in a row, and then I'm like, you know what, forget it, it's over. <laughs> forget about it. And then I think game four, I didn't even watch, like, game, I, I game four would have made it 3-1. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry, so game five, yeah. So game five, I think I, I watched like half like halfway from the second period onward. And then they won. I'm like, wow, what's going on over here? And then so then I tuned in and then I, you know, I saw the game six and then game seven. It was like, you can't not watch it. Right. It's uh, you can't. You can't. Uh, <laughs> what was it? Yeah. So yesterday, the, well, it, it was so hyped. It was so hyped that Chris Kulubis almost watched it. You know what? You know what? I, he, was, I, he was he was four decisions away from one. guys. I all I'm proud because I almost did. You don't understand. <laughs> My kid had a soccer practice yesterday, so we kind of rushed home, and then I go to put it on, and the satellite satellite bell wasn't working. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, so I spent like 25 minutes on the phone. So I ended up not watching the game and we didn't fix the satellite either. Something's wrong with my receiver or whatever. But I'm proud yeah. because I almost watched one you game. Almost watched it. I'm proud. I almost watched it. No, I, I had to watch it. And yesterday we were actually going to a, a cousin's house and we were late for a bunch of reasons. So the almost the entire first period I, I got on the radio. And I'll tell you one thing, guys. 
and I, and even back in the day, I used to listen to the to the to the games on on the radio when I couldn't watch it, and the French radio, ninety eight point five. There's Martin Maguire, and I don't know who else he's with. He is the best announcer, hands down. With like even better than the English guys, it is incredible. Fuck, dude, I don't even know how I was driving. The guy had me on the edge of my seat on the radio. Uh, amazing. So yeah, I I got the f- almost the entire first period on radio. Then we watched the rest of the game at my cousin's house. Um, yeah, man, it was, it was exciting and it fucking completely dominated. But you know what? I do feel bad for the Leafs because, like, I mean, especially during uh, playoff season, when you're in, when you have a three-one lead, it's almost impossible to fuck it up. <laughs> it's like, uh, how do you even do that? Like, I don't even know how. Uh, and for sure, it's happened. I mean, it's not the only time. It, it's happened many cases, but it's like. You on paper they have a much better team than the Canadians. The Canadians, obviously, judging by how they played throughout you know the whole season and even the first couple games in the series, it felt like they didn't deserve to be there, man. <laughs> they only woke up uh, on, on that fifth game, you know, when they realized shit, it could be it could be over, right? And they needed to 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 to, to bring up the game. That's when I think it clicked. But and they were both and both of those games were in overtime, right? The game five and game six, yeah. Uh, yeah. fucking stressful, dude. Stressful. Yeah. Well, but uh, yeah, I, I just feel like they didn't deserve to be there. Like they didn't have. Like Toronto is a much better team. And for the for once, I, I was reading all the news and I was listening to all. But let me, let me, let me just say, in a seven game series, the better team wins. Let's talk about You have seven games to prove it, and the better, yeah, yeah, yeah. better team wins. It means that there's flaws. Maybe they're, they're they were more stacked, talent wise. Uh, there was a problem with some coaching decisions and some of their depth was brought into question. So their, I, their top players did almost nothing, man. Well, they didn't you know? produce, but you know they 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 were active. They were active. They just yeah, didn't not produce. Check. But I mean, I honestly, I I, I kind of feel bad for the Leafs fans because every the fans concert, I feel bad for because <laughs> yeah, I, I, I used to laugh at Leafs fans so bad. I'm gonna, I'm being very honest here. I'm, I'm opening up. There. I used to I used to work with a guy who was a huge Leafs fan, and. They had, they still have that history. They can't get out of the first round, no matter how good the team was. Year after year, it's game seven collapse, uh, leading in a series collapse. Uh, It's the same. Whatever happened last night has been happening consecutive (laughs) five, six times in a row. (laughs) It's like for decades. And and then we we went through similar changes, and it hurt to be in that in those shoes. And I always said I will never make fun of Leafs fans again because I I know what it is to walk in their shoes for one season. Yeah, but imagine multiplying that like decades. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. The Leafs organization has a fucking curse. There was an owner that was throwing shit out of the basement that should have gone to the Smithsonian, that should have gone to Hall of Fame, should have, should have gone to all the, the special buildings. He would, despite the league, he would throw it out, he would burn it, he would destroy it because uh, he had back and forth arguments. Anyway, there's a myth that there's a there's a curse because of this guy, this owner. It was fucking hilarious. Oh, and, when, and when this happens again, you're like fucking hilarious. <laughs> no, I, I I honestly felt bad. Obviously, you feel happy because it's the Habs. We're Habs fans, right? Uh, I, but, like, uh, I I hate the Leafs. It's I have I, I feel bad for Leafs fans, but I as as a team rival, I hate the Leafs the way I hate the Brewers. It's very healthy yeah. to have that kind of a feeling about yeah, another yeah, exactly. sports team. <laughs> this is why you watch because the whole city. Hates the Leafs, so you guys, Chris, almost tuned in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, but you know what it is? It's the feeling. Let me add to this, man. It's not only about winning. Sometimes you just sincerely hope the other team loses. 
no, I'm serious. It's not yeah. right. You yeah. sincerely want them to lose, and the more the bigger the rival, yeah. the more you want them to lose. Yeah. I, I texted a friend of mine yesterday. Like I was sorry. I was like, oh, sorry. Like I didn't watch the game. I don't care about it. But I have to apologize to that guy because you felt bad yeah. for him. Because you know uh, what it is. You're 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 ahead, you're ahead three one. You know for a fact if you're a Leafs fan, it's in the bag. We got it. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. You're already cheering because well, you think this is what happens in the playoffs when you don't look at the next day and you look at the next week. The next day yeah. gets you. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. what happens when you look too far. And so, so what you're saying that some of the Leafs fans were starting to get cocky, right? Well, that's fine. You have a 3-1 fucking series lead and you have the best yeah. score in the league on that team. It's fine to feel that way. Like I said, the, yeah. the, the fans are not a problem. It's the, the execution from the professionals where it all happened. And, yeah, yeah. and like I and said, you know, as a Habs fan, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Because <laughs> it happened again. Game seven collapsed. You're in the bag. Oh, no, but fucking. You know why it's special? Because of the fact that it's that happens. Because it's impossible. You can't even lie about these stories. No, because, see, these things happen, and yes, they have that curse that you call or whatever, but Habs facing the Leafs hasn't happened in a very long time in playoffs. years. And the fact that it happened again, but now with this kind of rivalry, it's like, look, when you think about hockey in Canada, rivalry, like when you put those three words together, it's automatic. It's Habs-Leafs. But you know what I mean? very, very little history to call it a rivalry because rivalries are built in the playoffs. But there's just so much tension between franchises, between the cities, the yeah. complexes between one city from the other, you know, the, the whole the whole history of the English versus the French. There's so much yeah. tied into this that there's still a rivalry, even though there hasn't been one on the ice for a long time. It's still there for the fans. And the same, players same, have no clue. I don't think they same, do. And same thing as you. I mean, I was listening and reading to a bunch of different commentaries about, um, you know, the fact that Toronto's a better team and at this point it's over. Every, almost every analyst had Montreal ruled out in their predictions. Nobody had chosen the Habs. Nobody. Three. Uh, or whatever, I, I, most of them hadn't, you know? And uh, the fact that this happens, like you said, it's just fucking hilarious. And to to their credit, the people who chose Toronto, everybody chose Toronto for obvious reasons. They should have won. They were they they had 20, 18 points more. They were on a sick run before the playoffs. They were unstoppable. The Habs, for two months, couldn't score more than two fucking goals. They looked, they barely got in there just because Calgary sucked so bad. Yeah. But they had components that just weren't clicking, and somehow it clicked in Game Five. So, are we taking the Stanley Cup or not? No, no, no. no. <laughs> you see, now, now we're getting cocky. No, yeah, no, no. bro. There's nothing. Don't even, don't even, not even a sniff at that. Don't even. We're off the round two. The cup is ours. Sorry. It's over. It, it was a big accomplishment for the group that they have and the the, the adversity. Sure, they had. Let, let, let me remind you that even back in '93, the Habs weren't anywhere close to being favorites yeah but when you look back at the roster and how many became uh, how many became hall of famers and how many were significant pieces that were just injured that year but then it weren't noticed until the playoffs there were so many factors the depth of the, the gm the work that he did the, the number of centers quality centers they had the patrick was uh, so, yeah. many, so many there's so many individual storylines when it comes together it's like yeah of course they were. Hey, Roy and Tremblay are talking again, huh? Yeah, they're back. When somebody fucking slaps you an Uber Eats contract with several million, of course, I mean, I'll kiss anybody. 
that, that was a cool commercial though of course. it was it was it was classic classic really really smart really really well done yeah yeah so yeah, so the time that we're recording it, this is Tuesday. So obviously the the Habs haven't played any games so by, yet. By the time this airs, they would have had played uh, two games versus the, the Jets. Two games. Well, this comes out Friday uh, afternoon, so that game would be. Game. Uh, yeah. So this would be game two. So who, who are we playing next? The Winnipeg. Jets, oh, which apparently wow. is a very good team. No? Another Canadian yeah. team. Yeah. They're stacked. They're stacked. Yeah. Well, because the, the way it works now, Chris, they, they have all the it's, Canadian teams and all the U.S. It's the COVID division, so yeah, yeah. all the Canadian teams. So, yeah, they couldn't play each other during the season either. So it's going to be one team that's going to be left from Canada, one in the U.S. Yeah. And face each- I saw the mayor of uh, of Toronto wear the jersey. The yeah, they had. <laughs> yeah, he was wearing a Lafleur jersey that uh, I think uh, Francois Lecou gave to. I think they lost a bet, right? They had a they had a bet going, and I think uh, uh, I think the city of Toronto they lit up the the tower in red, the CN Tower. Hey, not bad. That's good. That, you see, not much of a rivalry there, man. He's laughing. He's like, "Dang it!" Hilarious. You guys, you guys do realize that there may be people listening or watching to this podcast that weren't even born, or if they were born, they were very young during the Canadians and Nordiques rivalry. And that was that was sick. That was bloody. That that was bloody. Bloody. That was the best. best. Like I was a kid, and I remember this. You know what I mean? Fucking bloody man. Bloody, bloody, bloody. I wonder if they're ever gonna. Basically, there's rivalry when your name is. <laughs> Basically, yeah. this was a special one. This is the the the, the, the Habs versus the Nordiques. The Nordiques was was exceptional. It's the first time you ever see people from Quebec arguing about hockey. You had yeah. two teams in the province, and it was about which one was more French, which one was yeah. more true to the cause. You know, yeah. And the other one became the Avalanche later, right? Yeah. yeah. So they're trying to bring them back. I don't know if they're ever going to manage. It was a back. it was a wonderful rivalry, and you know what? It always drove the Habs to have better I think, teams. I, I, think, I think Quebec should get a team back. I, I know that they've been lobbying for years now. The question is this: if they do that, then they, they can't take back the franchise, right? They can't be called the Nordiques because that already exists in the. Uh, well, they the can. They can do whatever they want. Whatever, anything that works marketing-wise, they'll let, they'll let it happen. Because doesn't the Nordiques now belong to the Avalanche no, organization? The, the, the original Winnipeg Jets became the, the Phoenix Coyotes, which became the Arizona Coyotes. And then the Atlanta Thrashers, which was an expansion franchise, moved to Winnipeg and they became the new Jets. So, right. Yeah, the thing is, if a franchise is, is making money, they have shared, uh, they, they, they share profits. So there's a lot of there's a big chunk of money that gets shared, like like the advertising from the from the TV contracts and then actual sales. There's things that go in the pool that get shared equally across the the, the league. So it's healthy for everybody for, for a team to draw in money. But yeah. I don't think we're gonna see a Quebec team anytime soon. And I'm gonna tell you why. Because the real the real cash cow for sports is uh, TV advertising money. That's the billions. You got a contract for five years, whatever, several billion a year, so on and so forth. And the Quebec Nordique fans that you will have are already fans. They already watch the Habs, they watch the Leafs, they watch the Bruins, they watch everybody. So you have them watching the games. So they're already being advertised too. What they want is to expand to untapped markets. That's what they. That's what expansions are for. It's not about putting a team where they know it's going to thrive. It's about creating a market that never existed. Right. Austin Matthews from the Leafs, top scorer this year, was was born in Arizona. 
You don't put Wayne Gretzky in LA. He never happens. Yeah. That, right. It's about it's about tapping new new interest, not 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 satisfying interest you already have because those fans are gonna always follow. You're right. Mm-hmm. Right. You guys remember uh, when we went up north and this whole thing? Because I'm looking at I'm looking at your uh, <laughs> I'm looking at your shirts. They were pointing a different uh, direction. Well, no, because you had you had the red shirt, and there's a story behind these red shirts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who wants to share the story? That was a fucking funny George, story. go for it, man. Well, I'll start it. <laughs> well, first it starts off by Chris stealing my sweater. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Wait, no, it, it wasn't like that, man. It was like you. I had. I let you wear it. You were cold. It was so comfortable. You refused to give it back. I said, "Wash it and give it back to me." <laughs> Wash it and give it back. Yeah, because no. you wore it for two days. We were up north, and then he gave it back to me. Like I don't know, six years later, he wrapped it up for Christmas. He gave it back. But in the meantime, I kept. That's on another shirt. That's the great. Let's get. We're gonna. We're going step by step. So in the meantime, before I got this sweater back from Chris that he owed me for all those years, we happened to go up north to your cabin for uh, one of the bachelor parties. And I come out of my, I went to, go, went to my bag and got my new sweater because it was chilly. And I put on my red hab sweater. And Chris, Chris is giving me this dirty, evil fucking look. Like he's about to punch me in the head, but he's holding back. And he disappears. And then he and then he comes back and he's wearing that fucking red shirt like me. And he's like, I went to check if you took mine because I know you're pissed about your gray sweater. He thought, it, I right? from he thought I stole it from him. He thought I stole it from him because he stole mine, the fucker. The same shirt. Where'd you, where'd you get it from? Where, where'd you get? Where did you get that shirt from? Where did I get this shirt from? Costco, no? Costco. Yes. The best twenty. The best twenty-eight bucks. <laughs> oh man! So funny, man. See, I didn't know the backstory, but I, I remember you coming out of your room, and then Chris like, "What are you doing?" It, you doing? it was like, dude, it was a cold stare down. Like my dad, like like I just threatened my dad, and and I challenged him. He's gonna kill me. Yeah, he's like, what, what, what are you he's doing? Like, he's like, it's like this guy went in my stuff and took my shirt. Yeah, he's like violation, violation. <laughs> But that honestly, that, but, but George, wait, that first gray shirt that I, I I never stole it from you. I just I just kept it because it was so good. I just didn't okay. want to give it back. You exactly. You wore you wore it for me at your house and you said no, no, next time. <laughs> like like <laughs> I, I wore it, you know, I wore it and I'm like, oh man, this is good. Like I'm it was perfectly stretched, all the right places. Yeah, yeah. It was just perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it was worn in nice by my big stomach. It, it, it was nice and tight on the chest and just very loose on the belly. It was just perfect, man. Chris has a history of keeping things he likes, like the amp. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more a history of, of taking too long to return. Like like when he yeah. eats stuff and he buys them six months late, you know? It's like one of those things. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I failed to return it. No, but he, fi- he felt what it's like. For when somebody steals your sweater, he felt it for for a minute because he thought I stole it, but I hadn't actually stolen it. But he felt what I felt like for a for a split second. Oh, that was good. <laughs> when you came out wearing the same shirt, anyway. everybody started dying of laughter. Oh, that was yeah. funny. The two fat guys wearing the two red sweaters like that. Like, hey, Kool Aid oh, one man. and Kool Aid two. Kool Aid one and Kool Aid two. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. 
Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? I'm gonna say I'm really happy sports came back. Like, cause last year uh, when it was the lockdown, man, and when when hockey started, man, it was like so relieving, man. I felt normal again. It's, I was I had a distraction. It's my soap opera. I mean, I follow it. I follow the storylines. I I love the noise. I love I love the controversy. I love the fiascos. I love the meltdowns and and, and dissecting them. I love all of it. It's my soap opera. I, I just I just love. The, and I'm talking about the league. I'm not talking about the Habs. That's a problem we have in the city. I'm a big Habs fan. No, you're not. <laughs> they win three games in the playoffs and you're wearing sweaters. Like, like Chris. Yeah, like me. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're a Habs fan, you have to follow the whole league if you really want to understand what's happening next. Oh, man. You can like the team and enjoy the fact that, 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 that you're that the Everybody team. enjoys winning. It's easy. Yeah. It's yeah. easy to jump, jump onto a winning bandwagon. It's easy. I just George, love, man, I love the NHL. You're so passionate, man. I think we should, we, we got to give you more of a, I don't know, man. We got to give you more, more of a stage for this, more of a platform for this, man, where you could, where you could just rant. You can find me a couple, two different co-hosts, maybe. <laughs> okay, guys, next guest, next guest. <laughs> but, uh, no, it, it does feel good. This is it. And the fact that... But, I mean, we don't talk about it much here, but the dads listening, I'm sure a large portion of them are like me. They love their fucking sports and probably like football or for soccer sure. more because football oh, sure. drives more passion than hockey, I find a lot of the times. It's just that I happen to be in Canada, so that's my drive. But I love all of it. I, love, I told you the story. I told you the story. I told you the story once where I was talking with my brother. I told you the story once I was talking with my brother's wife, and she's like, George, I don't understand. He's watching sports all the time. That's all he watches. And there was nothing on. And she was like, he was watching curling. No, I, 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 have my, I have my limits. I've watched curling, but it was like four in the morning. There was nothing to watch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is before we had good TV. I just can't get it. Like, I'll enjoy sports. Uh, but I, I go through phases, man. You know, uh, I need it. I need it. I need it. I need it all the time. I need it. I need it like I need music. I need it. You know what? I, I appreciate the fact that the uh, uh, was a game six where they, uh, yeah, it was game six where they opened the, the Bell Center and uh, they had what 2,500 fans yeah. admitted inside. That was nice. It was uh, amazing. Uh, it, was yeah. a, it was a difference maker. You felt their presence compared to fucking that building for fucking 14 months. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, if you think about it, man, it was the first game they played in front of a crowd in over a year. Yeah, and then, I, then last night I was watching the Bruins Islanders, man, and uh, the Bruins tied up late in the third. The building was full. You know what kind of an explosion happened in there? You know how jealous I was? I got goosebumps, and I hate the Bruins. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in the U.S., they don't care. I mean, the stadiums are all open. Well, they're vaccinated. Yeah, they're all vaccinated. Yeah. <clears throat> they got their second shot. So, so how do you guys feel, man? We're fi finally the curfew's coming down. The restrictions are being lifted. I mean, there's some yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine normalcy yeah. coming back. Uh, I got you know today. what? Gust of fresh right. air. And at the same time, it was really like this past weekend was the first time we could have people over. I, I was hesitant. I wasn't ready. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I'm ready. I'm I was. Ready. I wasn't prepared. Like I had to, you know, clean up. You know, you don't clean up the house as much as you usually do when you don't have people coming over as much. You know what I mean? You have to get the, the dusty corners and yeah, <laughs> for over a year. There's, there's sections that get ignored. You know? Yeah. No, I had my friend John. He came over, and it, it's funny. Like he's like, this is way more than just a coincidence because uh, our uh, our shed was delivered. 
So I was prepared. She needed help. So he messaged me and he's like, hey guys, you know, now we're there's no more curfew. You guys want to hang out? We can come over. Or we're like, yeah, for sure, come over. And I'm like, uh, John, uh, by the way. Uh, my, they delivered my shed. Do you feel like helping me? He's like, yeah, sure, okay. It took us like about three and a half hours, something like that. Tell me, uh, tell like, me, you fed him. Of course, man. They were here all day, dude. They got here like at eleven in the morning, and they left like at eleven at night or something. Like the. I'm, I'm thinking like, of life. <laughs> so, so to see people, like the kids, my, the kids, man. You know how happy they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, like it's been forever. My my daughter was yelling from joy. Ah! Ah, they were like for the first half hour, all I heard was yelling. Well, how old is she? She's six. Six. She's gonna be no, seven. She's just excited, bro. She has friends over. She has company. I know. She but she's gonna, she's gonna be seven soon. Yeah, and well, in, at the end of the year, November. So picture about you know like fucking thirty percent of her life has been fucking in a pandemic. Thirty <laughs> like percent of her life she's been adjusting to a pandemic. My son too, yeah. same shit, and his reflexes have adjusted to that. Yeah, but no, but I, it's gonna feel good, man. People, I, I, I gotta, I gotta be honest with you though. I'm afraid that people may take it over the limit, and we see a little spike again in the cases. Unless people keep getting vaccinated, I don't know. I, I'm a little worried with it. Like last summer too, we had the same conversation. People are having house parties. They were lifting the restrictions, and people were out and about. And then right after the summer, boom, everything went up again. You know, I'm just, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, a little afraid. Whatever. Yeah. It, might be worse. it might be worse if we stay close. Maybe more murderers out there. Yeah, exactly. No, but it feels good, man. I, I think, uh, you, you know, you see it in people's faces that they, they've been stuck indoors forever. And the fact that they have this option now of actually going out and doing something, I think it's going to make a lot of people happy. Yeah. You guys went out. Like Chris, you said you went to the park? Yeah, yeah. Went to the park, Cherry Park. It was like a festival. Soccer started. We're back out, man. I'm going to do a series of like maybe, I don't know, maybe 12 to 20 barbecues. Like every week there's going to be a barbecue and whoever wants it comes. <laughs> you got to, yeah, you have, to, you have a lot to catch up on. That's how I'm going to do it. It's going to be like, you know. The freezer's full of soupies. They got to they gotta go. And I'm, I'm, and I'm looking to buy a barbecue, you know, a nice portable barbecue that I can bring to the park. That's I just it. threw one out, man. No. Yeah, yeah. Did you talk to you, Chris's dad? You first? never, you didn't talk to my dad, man. No, you had to talk to his dad first. First of all, he could have salvaged a lot of it. <laughs> Get the approval. At least, oh, at least the caster wheels you could have saved. At least the caster. Wheels. <laughs> we could have salvaged something on that barbecue, man. It had little foldable, it had little foldable legs. Those hoses were still good. Oh, we could have melted the stainless steel, man. I'm sure it was still good. Like it worked. <laughs> the, the, the bars were rusted inside. Like you can easily replace those, you know. <sighs> So a little rust. You sh- rust scared you, George. Rust, come on. Come on. Oh, oh man. No, right. but I'm excited, man. I'm excited. And it's like the, solution, the solution to rust is brown paint. What is it? <laughs> brown paint. It comes off. It'll chip off, man. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <sighs> no, we're uh, we're definitely going to, like you, Chris, we're, we're definitely thinking of having people over. My wife has been planning this um, since March, you know, how to de- redecorate the yard outside. We bought new umbrellas, like I told you. Oh, I'm uh, not decorating she- anything. Bro. It's all about the food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking couches. <laughs> <laughs> she reupholstered the couches. <laughs> We're ready, dude. <laughs> oh, no, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. We're all set. 
but but it's normal, man. People get excited. We're, we're you know we're, we're we're seeing the cases drop. People, uh, every everything seems to be coming back to normal. The restaurants are going to be opening up soon. And by the way, in mentioning restaurants, guys, to everyone listening or watching, we're gonna we're gonna be doing something very special with restaurants. We've spoken about it before. Um, so something something interesting is um, is in the works. So uh, stick around for that. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that, man. But you know what? It's funny because I was talking to my wife the other day. She's like, "Oh, now the terraces are open because in South Shore, I mean, they opened I think before Montreal the restaurants." Um, and uh, there's this reluctance to actually go out and eat. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm not so sure yet." <laughs> like, already already open. people over. Hmm? They're already open. <clears throat> Yeah, they're, they're sure they are. No, they're the, the, the restaurant. Guys, the rest are open. I took a stroll on Villaray. They were full, packed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back, back, open. back. There's people, the, the, most restaurants build a terrace just for this. They never had one before. They just got the permits and built one just for the, the, the pandemic. Also, But also the city helped out with that, right? They allowed oh, yeah, for more, more terraces and they only charge 50 bucks, which is nothing. Uh, so it's like more of a symbolic thing. They allow everyone just to slightly go. And it's nice, man. It's nice. You walk down Jerry and it's nice. It's, it's good to see, you know, you don't want to just see cement. Life again, there's life and it's, it's good. It's, uh, we're looking forward to it. And, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I just hope this really is the last, the, the last run, you know, Uh, that we're headed there. Um, well, Chris, if, if they're going to close it again, they're probably going to close it after Seja, you know? Yeah, let's party first. Yeah, let's, let, the- let's party first. Let's get out of the system. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then uh, after Seja, we'll see. You know, we'll see. Yeah, but that's the plan, no? They want uh, they uh, they want everyone to be vaccinated before uh, the Saint-Jean. Uh, and then by that time, all the way until the end of August, even the masks come out like uh, technically we should be back to normal hopefully man hopefully yeah man look we, we were in line because we got vaccinated today and i'm thinking because you know you're seeing the numbers go down and i'm looking at my wife and i'm like should we really do this i mean like chances are if everything goes well we'll reach maybe herd immunity before the end of the summer is it even worth it we're like yeah fuck it let's just let's just do it let's get over with it you know uh i don't know i don't know we'll see anyway uh, Chris, you got to go, so we're going to keep it short for this week, guys. Thank you all uh, for tuning in. Let's all go out there and cheer for the Habs. Believe. Uh, woohoo. Uh, George, I don't know, man. I'm, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out, uh, out on the limb here and say that I uh, believe that the Cup could come back. I, I believe it. I believe it. You believe that the, right. that the Cup will come back. You see, you see, like, I haven't watched the game, but I still believe. <laughs> So, you know what? I might not be the fan that watches every game, but I believe and that's what matters. You believe yeah, for, se- for selfish reasons. Yeah, yeah. S- strictly, strictly selfish. Always. It's, it's fun for everyone. <laughs> it's not complicated. <laughs> all right, guys. All right, guys. Have a good one. Uh, like, follow us on all the socials. We do appreciate it. And stick around. There's a lot more stuff coming your way. Thank you all so much. We'll see you on the next episode. Fucking leaves.